Welcome back, Giants fans. Week number 14, game preview against the Los Angeles Chargers. The 4-8 and eight Giants go up against the 7-5 and five LA Chargers. And, um, you know, we got five games left. I'm not too excited for this one. I'm not going to lie. Mike Glennon, a quarterback, probably once again. I was kind of hoping it was Jake Fromm because, you know what? Like, why not? Like, what do we have to lose at this point? You might as well see what you have in Jake Fromm. Maybe Jake Fromm is the worst quarterback in NFL history, but, like, still. We know who Mike Glennon is at this point, and it was pretty ugly last Sunday. The man's coming off a concussion. I was just hoping we'd see Jake Fromm, honestly. So, that was a bit disappointing. The Giants are 10-point underdogs here in L.A., no surprise. The Chargers may be without some guys. There's some COVID stuff going around there with Chris Harris, their cornerback, and two receivers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So we'll find out what happens there anyway. Hope you guys enjoy this video, and let's get into the injuries. Before that, actually, I wanted to touch on something. The Demarius Thomas news, just awful. Like, I didn't want to make a whole video about it, but it's just one of those things where it's like you hear it, and you just still can't believe, like, what happened. I mean, the guy was 33. And by the time I was like, you know, by the time he got into the NFL, I was already watching football. So I got to watch this man's entire career, you know, come up with Tim Tebow, make that amazing catch against the Steelers for the win, um, put up amazing years of Peyton Manning, and then, you know, kind of float around with the Jets and the Texans and whatnot. But Demarius always seemed like a great guy. I made a video about him six months ago, always seemed like a great guy and great teammate. And to be gone at 33, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's like some of these, like, some of these guys, like, you grow up watching, like, you can't believe what happened. Like, you know, like, the Jose Fernandez news with the Marlins, I still, like, can't believe what happened with that. Of course, Kobe Bryant, like, same thing. It's just, like, it's crazy how quickly these people are taken away from us. You don't want to see anybody die, of course, but just these athletes you admired, you know, growing up as a kid, it's just, it's crazy to see them gone at, you know, 33, and apparently he had a seizure, and, and he was in the shower, and it's just stuff, you know, you can't plan for. It's crazy. So prayers to the Thomas family, everyone that's involved with that, but just terrible news. But anyway, all right, let's get into it. So for the Giants, a Dory Jackson quad injury has not practiced yet, I believe. So not expecting him, honestly. Daniel Jones neck injury, probably not going to play. It's not sounding very likely at this point, and he might be out for even longer. And honestly, if Daniel Jones did not play the rest of the year, it would not surprise me at this point. Like the Giants are not being too upfront about it, but at this point in time, if they announce that Daniel Jones is out for the year on Monday, it wouldn't shock me. Let's be honest. Um, Sterling Shepard actually might play with the quad injury. They are sounding like it's um, there's a chance it's going to happen. So, you know, Sterling Shepard's been out for the past few weeks now, hasn't played since the Chiefs game, and now he finally may come back. And he would actually help out a lot in this game, so I do hope he's back, actually. Kadarius Toney, haven't heard much about him, oblique injury. I think he's been limited all week. Um, Mike Glennon, I think they're trending towards playing him. That's what Joe Judge said today. So Mike Glennon should be the starter on Sunday unless he somehow can't pass the protocol by them. And Kenny Galladay with the ribs injury, I believe, is limited as well. So I do expect Kenny to play. He did return in the game on Sunday after he was injured, so he should be okay, hopefully. For the Chargers, Kyler Fackrell, old friend of the Giants last year, has a knee injury. Uh, I think he was doubtful, so probably not going to play in this game. So they're down an edge rusher. Keenan Allen, one of the better wide receivers in football, tested positive for COVID on like Monday afternoon, I believe. And 
he can still play if he tests negative like two times, so we'll see about that. But he did have a, a positive COVID test. Mike Williams and Chris Harris, I believe, were close contacts. And I do believe both those guys already have one negative test. So I think they're trending towards playing unless they do come up positive. But um, we'll see about Mike Williams and Chris Harris. But I do expect them to play. We'll see. Asante Samuel Jr., the second-round corner, we know his father. You know, he picked off Eli Manning many times. But he did help us win Super Bowl Forty Two when he dropped the interception when David Tyree ran the wrong route. So I do... Remember Asante Samuel in a fond way, but also not in a good way, because every time he was on the Eagles, it felt like he had to pick six every game, but he did drop the very crucial interception in the Super Bowl to make the Patriots 18-1 and and give us the championship. So Asante Samuel Jr., impressive player, concussion. He's coming back from that. It sounds like he might play. I think he's missed the past couple weeks here, so it sounds like he might play. It sounds like Mike Williams, Chris Harris should play. Keenan Allen's like legit questionable. We'll find out about that. And as for Kyler Fackrell, I think he's doubtful. So they should have most of these guys on this list here. As for the Chargers and where they rank in the NFL for team ranks, offensive points per game score, they're top 10, 10th in the NFL, 26.2 points per game on offense for the Chargers. They're 22nd in rushing yards per game and 5th in passing yards per game. This team... Coming into the year, they told us they want to pass the ball. Their new head coach, Brandon Staley, even said, we're going to pass the ball a lot. And they have definitely lived up to that so far. I'm sure they're like top three, in the, uh, probably top five, top three in the NFL in passing attempts. So the Chargers will look to pass on you. And the Giants are down. Adoree Jackson, of course. Darnay Holmes is on IR. They're down some guys, so it's not going to help. And James Bradbury is not playing the way um, that he did last year, of course. So that's not going to help. Defensive points per game allowed. They're 27th. They allowed 26.3 points per game. The Chargers defense has been kind of the downfall of that team. Yes, they're 7-5, and five, but they could be better, of course. Uh, defensive rushing yards allowed. So their run defense is very bad. That's the one part about the Chargers defense where that's the part you can exploit is their run defense. And they should get Linval Joseph back. I do believe I saw that. So we know about Linval Joseph as Giants fans. You know, we let him walk, went to the Vikings, had a nice career. He's now on the Chargers, and he should come back this week, I saw. So they get a big run stopper back. But the Chargers run defense has been putrid the entire year. It's getting a bit better. The past couple weeks has been getting better, but on the season, not a good run defense. The defensive passing yards allowed per game, they're seventh best. But I do believe that some of that is because teams realize how bad their run defense is so they just don't pass the ball as much on the Chargers I don't think the Chargers secondary is like amazing they have you know good names Asante Samuel Chris Harris Nasir Adderley Derwin James is a stud they have guys but like I just don't think their secondary is as good as the numbers say because of how bad they are against the run and how bad they are at tackling. Like, teams just keep the ball on the ground against this team because they can't stop the run. So their pass defense, I still respect it. I went over the names. They have good players in the secondary, but I don't think it's impossible to pass on the Chargers. I will say that. All right, some of the game notes for this matchup. Can the Giants run the ball in a plus matchup? So I went over the run defense for the Chargers. They are 31st. The only team worse than them is the Houston Texans. The Chargers allow 141 rushing yards per game. Definitely not good. So can the Giants, who are bottom 10 in rushing offense, run on a terrible run defense? That's yet to be seen. But with Saquon Barkley, since he's been back, it's it's been disappointing, I'm not going to lie. But a lot of Saquon Barkley with the Giants so far this year has been like, he'll have 12 carries for like 20 yards, but he'll also have that one carry that goes for 40 yards, and it kind of makes the day look decent. So if we can just get Saquon to maybe get, I don't know, three, four, five-yard type chunk plays and just 
continue to put the Giants in third and short situations and just make the Giants move the ball up and down the field. That's all we need. We just can't have those negative Saquon Barkley runs where he loses two yards, three yards, four yards, gets no yards, and makes it second and 10, third and 10. We can't have that. So, it comes down to the run game with the Giants. Mike Glennon's not going to put the team on his back and throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns and no turnovers. Saquon Barkley has to live up to the second overall pick, you know, and, and be that guy to help carry the Giants offense once again in a great matchup. Can he do that? I'm not too confident, but this is the matchup to do it. You have to get it done. So, uh, the Chargers are top five in pressure percentage on defense. Of course, their defensive line is, you know, highlighted by Joey Bosa. There's not many other great guys on that defensive line. Like, they have some run stoppers. You know, Jerry Tillery is a pretty, you know, he's... Uh He's been a bust of a first-round pick, but he's a decent player. Um, I talked about Linval Joseph. They have another guy, something Jones, who's a good run stopper. I forget his name now. But um, they have some guys on that defensive line. But, you know, Joey Bosa is the main one. But this team, they will blitz a good amount, and they get pressure. So the Chargers will definitely look to exploit this Giants offensive line. I have it listed below. Joey Bosa is going up against Nate Solder. I know Joey Bosa isn't like a household name-ish kind of because... I don't know, I feel like Nick Bosa gets more attention. But anyway, Joey Bosa, despite sometimes getting injured, is an amazing football player. He's having a really good year. So Joey Bosa versus Nate Solder is going to be just crazy, and the Giants have to kind of chip him with a tight end for most of the game, I feel like, because if they just leave Solder on an island versus Joey Bosa, he will, no joke, probably have 10 pressures in this game. So they need to like figure out how to mitigate that and not let that matchup kill them. So... Uh, Keenan Allen in the slot versus the slot corners for the Giants. Now, if Keenan Allen does not play, it will definitely help a lot. Um, Jalen Guyton's another receiver I like. He's a pretty good player. They have Josh Palmer. I think uh, KJ Hill might still be on the Chargers. I forget. But they have some guys I like that are like the backup receivers on that team. They're good players. Guyton's like a big play guy. Um, but Keenan Allen, as you know, is like just this technician, great route runner, awesome hands. He makes some of the most difficult catches you'll see. And he's having a great year, Keenan Allen. He's been on a tear lately. So if Keenan Allen does play and the Giants don't really have a natural slot corner, they're playing Aaron Robinson pretty much exclusively on the outside. So he's not even playing slot corner. The Giants slot corners last week were their safeties. Logan Ryan and Xavier McKinney were pretty much handling all the slot snaps at corner for the Giants. So if you put safeties on Keenan Allen... How can the Giants fare in that matchup? I feel like it won't go too well. But if Keenan Allen's out for this game, that will definitely help out a lot. And it will be, it will be like Jalen Guyton once again or someone like that. So that will help, of course. Mike Williams on the outside will probably be against Bradbury, I feel like, a lot. So, you know, hopefully Bradbury does not get torched in that matchup, but definitely has the potential because Mike Williams is a former first-round pick. He's had a problem staying healthy in the past, but he's been pretty healthy this year, kind of. But... He's had a really good year. So Mike Williams is a tough guy to cover as well if he plays because, once again, he's got the COVID, uh, you know, close contact thing going on there. Austin Eckler in the receiving game. So Austin Eckler, as we know, if you play fantasy football especially, you know who Austin Eckler is. He's a really good, maybe one of the best receiving backs in football. And he's had some games this year where he's gone off. He had four touchdowns a couple uh, Mondays ago against the Steelers. Like, he's a really good player. And he's not, like, the best between the tackles runner. He's decent at it. But he's known for being that in Base receiving back type guy. He'll run those angle routes. He'll do you know swing passes to him. Just get the ball in his hands and he'll make guys miss. And the Giants are really bad against shifty running backs that are good receiving backs. Like we've seen these guys kill the Giants 
all season and even the past few years. Boston Scott comes to mind. Cordero Patterson killed the Giants. J.D. McKissick always kills the Giants. There's always those scat back type guys that always kill this Giants team. And Austin Eckler is no different. But Austin Eckler is a hell of a lot better than Boston Scott and J.D. McKissick with all due respect to those guys. But still. Austin Eckler has a chance to have a great game because the Giants linebackers just don't really make tackles and open fields against these type of running backs. So it's no surprise there. So don't let Eckler kill you. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers, the right side of their offensive line is beatable. So their left tackle to center, really good. I think they have, of course, Rashawn Slater, who a lot of Giants fans wanted, is having a terrific year. They signed Corey Lindsley from the um, from the Green Bay Packers. He's a great center, one of the best centers of football, having a great year. I think Matt Fowler's their left guard. I wanted him in the offseason, actually, for the Giants. He would have been a good pickup for us. He got like three years and like $15 million. I thought he would have been a good signing for the Giants, but the Chargers got him, so good move. He's having a good year. I think he's their left guard now. Um, but their right guard, right tackle spot, their right tackle is Storm Norton, I believe. Not really a good player. They were supposed to have Brian Balaga. He's out for the year, I think. Once again, he's been injured a lot lately for them, the former Packers right tackle. So um, there's some injuries there on the offensive line for the Chargers. But yeah, their right side is very beatable. So guys like Ojalari, I think players on the right side, like they should have some good matchups over there. So if we can get... Leonard Williams on their right guard and stuff like that. Like the Giants should have some winnable matchups over there on the right side. As for the left side, though, for the Chargers offensive line, they're very good over there. So I talked about Joey Bosa versus Nate Solder. Definitely one of my biggest concerns in this game. And the Chargers outside corners are not that great. I mean, like, you know, I talked about Asante Samuel. He's a talented player. I liked him a lot, but um, we're not sure if he's playing yet, although he might. But their other two corners on the outside are like not guys I'm really worried about. So you can beat them. I feel like Kenny Galladay has a chance to have a decent game if he plays Sterling Shepard if he plays outside should have a pretty decent game but it all depends on Mike Lennon like if Mike Lennon's throwing ducks the entire game it's probably not going to go well like I don't care how great of a receiver you are if your quarterback can't throw you the ball it doesn't matter like we've seen Allen Robinson do this for years how he's a great player but his quarterbacks suck so um yeah I mean it, it really depends on Mike Lennon that's the scary part about this game of course and if this was Daniel Jones I would say the Giants actually have a chance the Chargers have had games this year where they look terrible. Like, they've had games where they've gotten blown out, but there also have been games where the Chargers blow out teams. They're very inconsistent. The Chargers are a team that, like, they'll dominate one week and then be terrible the next week. And lucky for us, they dominated last week, I believe. So was last week the Cincinnati Bengals game? Hold on. Yes, it was. They beat the Bengals 41-22. And the Bengals are a pretty good team. But, like, you know, so here's what's happened. They lost to the Vikings. They, they beat the Eagles by three. They lose to the Vikings the next week. They beat the Steelers in that very high-scoring game. Then they lose by two two touchdowns to the Broncos, and then they just beat the uh, Bengals by a million points. Like, they're a very inconsistent team, and hopefully the Chargers take the Giants lightly, but I don't know. Like, I feel like the Chargers are favored by 10 for a reason. I don't think our offense is that great. The Giants' implied point total in this game is 16.5, which I feel like is generous, honestly. So, um, once again, it comes down to Saquon Barkley. If Barkley can actually get, like, 18 carries for 140 yards and run the ball like Dalvin Cook did last night. By the way, the holes Dalvin Cook was getting were unbelievable. Like, I feel like anyone watching this video could have probably ran for at least three yards of carry behind that Vikings offensive line last night. It was insane. Anyway, so if we can get holes like that for Saquon, which will never happen, that would be great. But if we can get a Saquon game, once again, 18 carries or so and 140-ish yards and just control the ground game, the Giants have a chance. But 
it just comes down to running the ball efficiently, and this team does not run the ball efficiently. It's usually Saquon Barkley has one big run, and the rest of the runs are terrible. So I, I can't trust the Giants offense, to be honest. And Sterling Shepard coming back, hopefully, will help this team a lot, but I just don't trust the man throwing the ball. I just don't. Mike Lennon's not that good, and um, I hope he proves me wrong, but I just have no reason to believe in the guy right now. So um, that'll pretty much do it. There's not much to go over here. I mean, you know, the Chargers should win this game, let's be honest. I'll admit it will be kind of sad watching uh, Justin Herbert play because we all know that was Dave Gettleman's like first love. And unfortunately, he went back to school at Oregon for an extra year. We all, we all know the story, but um, it's going to be sad watching Herbert because he's a stud. We know that. But um, and it's also sad because the last time we played the Chargers, it was like, it's one of the most disappointing Giants games I've watched in a long time. The Giants were like 0-4 going into that game or something, and that was the game where Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard all went down in the same game, and the Giants went on to have that 3-13 season in 2017. But that's kind of like where everything unraveled. You know what I mean? Like, the, it, I feel like the Giants organization has not been the same since that game. And it was a home game for the Giants, and they lost by like five points or something. It was a pretty close game, but... You know, Odell had the long touchdown, then he snaps his ankle on the next drive. It, it was it was a bad game. And then Brandon Marshall, I, I forget what his injury was, but he was out for the year after that. So um, it was a sad game. But anyway, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Orleans Darkwa picture down here. I love that guy. Um, that's not Saquon Barkley, by the way. Wrong 26. So anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. Post-game reaction will come out Sunday night, of course. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. And hopefully the Giants find a way somehow. I know there's some fans that like really want to lose. And I, I, at this point... It won't bother me if the Giants lose. I'm not, like, going to be... It's not going to ruin my day like it usually would. So if the Giants lose, then whatever. You know, it's not going to bother me too much at this point. And I feel like there are some benefits to losing, honestly. You know, the draft pick and possibly Joe Judge leaving if you want that to happen. So um, there are some benefits if they lose, but there's also benefits if they win. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like either or at this point. I'm going to watch the game and just see how it goes. I'm not going to be too mentally and emotionally invested like I usually am, but um, I'm probably lying to myself there. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoy this video, and I will talk to you guys next time.